Hey everybody, it is Rob KingsgoldSilverPros.com. It is Thursday, July 14th, 2022, and I'm doing a very special edition of live today because I think it's time that we talk inflation. Looks like we got the sound check. Sound is working. People are coming in. Uh, why am I doing this special? The reason I'm doing this is because we're having major, major, major issues. And I could go back and do an, another heavy research piece for you guys. Uh, I know you guys love that and I wanted to do it, but I was looking at the world today and I thought, you know what, let's talk about what's going on in the markets and let's look at the repercussions of that in a little bit different way. And I think you guys are going to enjoy us for this reason. Sometimes it helps just to look at what's going on around you. And then I will do some data at the end. I'm going to talk about inflation. I'm going to talk about the sale of gold and silver and derivatives markets, which is causing the price crash. A price crash, sorry. And I'm going to talk about the actual physical market and the fact that the physical market is white hot right now, indicating that while people are dumping the gold and silver derivatives for liquidity, for cash, they're buying gold and silver hand over fist because I think they know what's coming. I'm going to show you what's coming as we look at a couple of different countries that are suffering inflation problems right now that may be a few months or a year ahead of the United States. What different countries? All right. Sound looks good. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Ralph Potts is here. Spiked Head Die Crack is here. Peter Frowine is here. Riding Shotgun doing the moderator. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Peter, for doing that. Crypto Fet is here. Wildcat 7 is here. And many other people. We just have 47, which is okay. We're a little bit different time than we normally are. People are coming in. I see more and more people. And we'll get into the content here in just a second. Remember, Super Chats are open if you want to grab my attention. Uh, those do help the channel, so I definitely do appreciate it. We do have employees and costs here, and it does. We you know, do have costs in putting this presentation on for you. It's not for free, even though the information we give you is for free. So we appreciate the support, and also I'll make sure and answer your question if it goes in the Super Chats. If you can't afford a Super Chat or not set up for that, put it in the regular chat, and I'll do my best to answer that question depending on how busy the stream gets. Okay, I think we're about ready. Resetting this, July 14th, 2022. Title of the presentation of this live stream is Gold and Silver are the only refuge in a quickly collapsing world economy. And guess what? I'm going to show you that collapsing world economy. I'm going to show you how the leaders are ignoring it and pointing the fingers and how they're not serving the people. And I'm going to relate a story to you as something that happened to me recently on why you need to take care of yourself and not listen to the authorities and I think you guys definitely want to pay attention to that. I put it out over Twitter, but I'm going to talk about it on the live stream today for a very particular reason. All right, everything is good. We are going to get started with the share. I've got a ton of different screens and things to show you. We're going to start off with a meme that we posted on our channel. Thank you to the person that did this. Of course, the, the theme of our presentation today is inflation. And you can see here, uh, people grasping for retirement, inflation holding them back. I think inflation right now is the number one issue, economic issue, or even world issue right now, because if this continues to rage, the central banks are in trouble, the currencies are in trouble, and we're all in trouble. You could have a collapse of the system. Of course, we don't want that, but you guys are here because you're aware of what's going on, and you come here because you want the truth, so I'm going to give you the truth. So here's the CPI. It was printed this week. 9.1% year over year. So I'm going to tell you guys how to read this from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I know a lot of you know, but a lot of you may not. You can come here to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and get the detail on the CPI print. This is where it comes from. It's printed in the media, but this gives you the official site. 
It was 9.1% year over year. That means from last month, which had been June to June, June 2021 to 2022, uh, for the current month, it's 1.3%, meaning it changed 1.3% higher than last month, not year over year, but month to month. That's another number to pay attention to because as that number rises, like in previous months, we've had 0 0.6, 0.8. It's been under a percent month to month. Well, it rose 1.3% in June from May of this year, which means inflation is actually accelerating. So we're not just looking at the year over year numbers, we're looking at month to month. And now is inflation pernicious and at 9.1% year over year, which is higher than the previous months year over year, it's rising every month. So it's accelerated. And my physics professor would tell you it's the acceleration that could kill you in an accident more than just your raw speed. Were you accelerating when you hit the wall? And guess what? I think the economy is going to hit a wall. I also want to point out the core CPI is a bunch of gobbledygook because what they do in core CPI is they take out food and energy and look at all items less food and energy. The inflation is much lower. That's the green one. And that's 5.9%. You look at energy, it's up 41.6. And no, it's not transitory because energy inflation has been going up for quite some time. And so his food, which is at 10.4. So I don't know if you put gas in your car or use electricity in your house, you could be affected by this. If you happen to eat and you're not a robot, you could be affected by this. So I ignore core CPI and do the full CPI. Of course, if you want a really good measure of inflation, go to shadowstats.com, shadowstats.com. Uh, John Williams, who is an economist and been an economist for multiple decades, does alternative inflation data there. I purposely am just printing the government ones now because I know that they're false and misleading, but I do it just to show that even the government with all of their stupid and inane uh, modifications to this number still can't hide inflation now and can't hide the fact that it is accelerating month over month. So what about inflation? Well, we also have producer price inflation. If you move to the left on the supply chain from what we pay as consumers at the market or for cars or for houses, whatever, rent, whatever you want to think about, the producers pay it first. You can think about the supply chain. You got raw goods, and wholesalers, then producers buy that stuff and they make stuff and then they sell it to us. So as producer price inflation accelerates, not just increases, but accelerates just like in consumer inflation, it's a preview of what's coming in the next 30 to 60 days for consumers. And the producer price inflation was 11.3%. So for most of this year, for a the last several months at least, the producers have been paying double digit prices. And that's what led me to anticipate that the actual CPI would reach double digits this year. We're really close. We're at 9.1. I think we get over 10% this year, meaning accelerating inflation. So why does one care about accelerating inflation? Well, here you can see a chart on US real average hourly earnings. Um, and this is a chart that, that tracks hourly earnings, You know, this particular one back 2007 for wage earners. And you can see for something like the last, I don't know, 15 prints, the value of what you make has been falling due to why inflation. It means you can buy less stuff. This red right here indicates the consumer cannot save the economy. The consumer is 72% of the economy. 72% of the economy is in trouble because consumers have less what? Purchasing power. Remember in the chart I showed you earlier this week and last week when I talked about Real M2. What is M2? It's the broadest measure of, of money in, in the economy. Real M2, when you consider inflation, in other words, you factor inflation into the amount of money in circulation has come way down, meaning the value of the money printed in 2020 to serve 
or to bail out the big firms in the COVID pandemic, but also to spur the economy. The reason the Fed gave for, for multiplying all of its monetary base in 2020 has worn off after about 18 to 19 months, a little bit less than two years, because a lot of that was printed throughout 2020. So it's been in the economy for anywhere from a year to two years, and the value of those dollars printed is already wearing off. And it's especially not reaching employees. Employees didn't really get the benefit of all of that spending. They did an immediate little push, and then it quickly fell back down. So the quadrupling of the M1 money supply, the most liquid or one of the most liquid versions of money supply, has it lasted about a year. So that tells you how long when the Fed prints, how long it lasts. And then it implodes. You can see wage value imploding. This is also confirmed. If we go to Fred, this is at St. Louis Fed, the Fred database. You can see also you had that initial uptick in median weekly earnings that came from the money printing, and then it fell down. It's just another chart to show when the Fed prints money and they put most of it in M1 and not M2, the savers and the wage earners don't get it. So it didn't bail out us. It bailed out the commercial banking system, but even that is starting to crash. And let's look at what happened to the euro. Big news this week, the euro crashes to parity with the dollar. The euro and the dollar are worth about the same right now in exchange rates for the first time in about two decades. And it's interesting to note that when the Fed, and there's articles online talking about this, most of the analysts agree, when the Fed tightened, it screwed up the Eurozone. Rapid US rate hikes sink the Eurozone spending power as it sits tight. Why? The Euro uh, has come under tremendous pressure. The European Central Bank has been negative interest rates for a long time. At one point, there was like 16 trillion in negative interest rate debt from the Eurozone outstanding. I'm not quite sure what the number is today, but I know it's very high. I know it's in the double digit trillions. And right now the European Central Bank, if they tried to raise rates, it would completely and utterly collapse the European economy. And guess what? The European economy and the US economy are about the same size. Europe together is a very large economy. And if we worry about the US economy crashing, you sure as hell should worry about Europe crashing and that's why the European Central Bank cannot match tit for tat the rate tightening going on in the US. So what has happened was because they can't match tit for tat, people have figured out that the European uh, trading uh, alliance, the economic alliance, the European Central Bank and the euro itself, the currency is coming under severe stress. And that does not bode well for the millions of people in European Union or for their trading partners. Think about China, think about Brexit in the UK, think about all those agreements. If the European people cannot continue to buy because the, the euro buys less, it's going to cause problems with their trade partners. That's why anytime the central banks do anything and it causes currency issues or inflation issues, it affects the entire global economy because it's all connected and it affects every central bank and it affects every currency. There will be no currency to survive this. But I wanted to give you guys some firsthand reports of what happens when inflation destroys an economy. And unthankfully, we have two examples that I'm going to show you. Warning, cover your children's eyes. This is going to be somewhat scary stuff. I mean, it's not blood and guts, but I don't know if you want your children seeing this. First, we start with Sri Lanka. The president fleed Sri Lanka amongst protests in a crisis hit country. It says here, Katabaya, 
Rajapaska has resigned as president of Sri Lanka a day after fleeing weeks of mass protests over the country's economic crisis. You see these angry people? This could be the White House back here, or this could be various capitals in Europe back here if we continue to have problems. This is a preview of what could be coming to a state or a European country near you, and I would throw Japan in there as well. Rajapaska's office said his resignation letter had been received by the country's parliamentary speaker after it was flown from Singapore to where the leader fled via the Maldives. He's not taking responsibility. He's getting the hell out of Dodge. The speaker's office said it would verify the authenticity of the letter, complete all legal processes, and make an official announcement about Rajapaska's resignation on Friday. News of Rajapaska's resignation was greeted by cheers and the lighting of firecrackers on the streets of Colombo. I can't believe it. No more Gatabaya. This is a great day for the Sri Lankan people, said Rubika, 26, who was among those dancing in the streets as the news broke. And you can see the protests here in the story in The Guardian. Well, guess what? We're not done, ladies and gentlemen. There are four eyewitness accounts I have of riots going on in Panama, and I did not share sound, so I'm going to drop the share and reshare with sound so you guys can hear what's actually going on there as we watch these videos. And please uh, forgive any slowness in the internet. Hopefully these videos come across. All you guys have to do is go to Twitter and look up uh, what's going on in Panama and you'll find them. But here we go with the first one and notice the fire burning in the background. And all of the people protesting Panama's economic crisis coming to a western country near you. You will see this before it's all said and done in your street. Stuff is burning, people out in the street, people can't drive down the highway to deliver goods and services. Look at all the trucks that were just Here's another one. Let's go to the next one in the list. Ladies and gentlemen, I got another eyewitness account for you. Hundreds protests in Panama against rising fuel prices and corruption. Wait, what was that? Rising fuel prices? Could that be the highest rising item? Tracked by the government in the United States, up 41.6%. And yet, in Panama, they're protesting against what? Rising what? What was that? Hello? Fuel prices? Oh, demonstration against fuel price hikes and corruption have been going on for more than two weeks in Panama. And one of the largest waves of protests in the country in the last 30 years because of this. You think we're exempt? Don't think so. Let's watch. Look at the unification of the people against their government. I'm wondering when this is going to happen. And yes, when are people going to start protesting? We'll get Realmente lo estableció a 395, pero realmente no lo no lo redució en sí. Oh, and one other thing to notice as you're looking at the the captions here, setting fuel prices, the government at 395 did not reduce it per se. In other words, uh, price controls don't work. And this is an attestation by somebody going through this in Panama right now. El precio exigimos que quede en 
como, como precio base. People still can't afford it. Why? You can't wonder why the people can't afford it. Maybe they're going through the same thing over there that we're going through in the U.S., which is falling value of wages, falling value of wages. So even though the government set price controls, they still can't afford it. Let's go to the third video. Panama is on its fourth day of protest by their people against their government as well. Time to take back our governments from the global elites and with puppets. That's their uh, headline, not mine. I'm going to video. Thankfully, the Panama and ladies and gentlemen, Panama uses the dollar as their currency, even though they have. They're not exempt from the ravages. So just because you're one of these countries that uses the dollar as a proxy currency doesn't mean you're safe. Hello. Vean los cuatro gaticos que están, como dice el gobierno. Los cuatro gaticos dicen que no van a salir a las calles, miren. El pueblo entero volcado a las calles. Cansado de la corrupción. It's okay. Just a couple of people said, you know what, let's get together for a barbecue. Everything's going well. We've got no issues. Let's just get together and have, you know, have a little friendly little soiree that's what that is and if you believe that ladies and gentlemen i've got a bridge to say you thank you dumb money media for the contribution when will the purge come to the usa 2024 speaking about the purge uh series of movies and i think there's a purge uh at least out on netflix i saw a purge um tv series out as well why are why is the purge in zombie movies so popular right now gee i don't know maybe the public consciousness in the United States and of the media knows that something's coming. And that's why the last 10 years, zombie movies and purge type movies have exploded because they know what's coming, okay? People know what's coming. They've known for a long time. It's showing up in popular media as well. Sound check. Sound is good. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We got 200 in. We're maybe a third of the way through the presentation. We got more to go. And guess what? I'm going to tell you what your leaders are doing in response to this crisis. You guys are really going to like this. Uh, now, Biden just happens to be the president when this is happening. I'm not blaming Biden for everything, but Bloomberg is documenting how the president, during the collapse is occurring, is addressing it. He says inflation numbers out of date. And he said the, the energy prices have come down lately. And so therefore we shouldn't consider energy to be relevant at all. Well, I think Mr. President, the government's own numbers disagree with you. It's the largest category, continues to be the largest category and is not going to stop being the largest category. So Biden, you're full of crap and I'm sorry. Don't have anything against you personally, but you're full of crap. Well, now we get this interesting call by a bank, a major bank. Bank of America is saying that Powell will not be able to reach his targets this year to uh, quantitative tightening, that he's going to be forced to reverse course before long. And it says here, the Bank of America economics team in a release documented here at Zero Hedge now expects 100 basis point of Fed rate cuts 
between September 23 and June 24. They're not going to hike rate. Bank of America is calling for them to cut already. Bank of America has basically said, given the economy, there's no way in hell you can continue to tighten. It's not going to work. And a, a quick quote here. We expect the Fed will stop QT with rate cuts due to the contradictory signal it sends on monetary policy and to simplify policy communications. Bank of America is already saying there's no way in hell the Fed can enact the policy. And of course, on the heels of all this, remember back when the scandal came out that Fed members had purchased and now were selling stocks before all the bad news came? And guess what? The Fed investigated the Fed and found no wrongdoing. Shocker. You had a non-independent audit of the Fed. And of course, they're going to absolve themselves of blame, just like Biden's trying to do right now. The Fed's trying to do the same thing. And what is likely the least surprising news headline of the day, the Federal Reserve's watchdog has cleared Chair Jerome Powell and former Vice Chair Richard Clarita of any wrongdoing in their trading activity. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, because as the economy is melting down around the world and in the US, we don't wanna hold anybody accountable for potentially profiteering off of the misery of the people that the Fed destroyed with their monetary policy. It goes on to state here, we did not find evidence to substantiate the allegations that former Vice Chair Clarita or you violated laws, rules, regulations, or policies related to trading activities as investigated by our office. Inspector Gen General Mark Bialek said in a letter to Powell dated June 11th. Of course they knew nothing. And of course, Powell's wife knew nothing. That's what they found. We found no evidence that your spouse had contemporaneous knowledge that the five transactions were executed during the blackout period. Uh, first of all, they were executed during the blackout period. That was an admission, but they did nothing wrong. And of course, the spouse, the closest person to the Fed chair, obviously knew nothing because he never talks about what he does at work all day. No, ladies and gentlemen, people never talk about what they do it all day with their spouses. That never happens. Why would anybody do that? This is all such kabuki theater and garbage and crap that if anybody believes this, hey, I've got a bridge to sell you and I've got people that will even loan you the money to buy the bridge. Let, let's have a private conversation. Uh, thank you for the contribution from Epstein Cuomo and Clinton babysitting services. No question there, but I appreciate you supporting the channel. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody for being in here. Another quick sound check. The technology is working. 213 people in. We're about halfway through. Stay tuned, guys. I got more. We're going to get to gold and silver here in a moment. Uh, I'm just covering some of this other garbage that we see to show you guys. The authorities are not going to help you. And I've got a story about that here in just a moment. I'll tell you that at the end. Stay tuned for that. I did want to bring back some old memories of the last time, you know, the economy crashed because I think it's interesting. Here is a scene from the movie The Big Short which I think aptly describes one aspect of this, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's play this scene. It's a great scene. They are correlated. They're going to lose their houses. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to lose their... I... Will you listen to me? This is like the end of capitalism. This is like the Dark Ages all over again. I don't want to talk to Dad. Okay, I love you too. Save your money. She says I need to be on Xanax and double my dose of Zola. I asked Bear Stearns to price our shorts. They tell me the CDOs still haven't moved. This is fucking insane. You realize that these people are crooks and they should be in prison. Look at the Tavex. You can see that the CDOs are worth zero. So you know what they're doing, huh? 
You know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're unloading they're them. They're selling their dog shit CDOs. Then they go to another bank and short the shit they just fucking there. sold. Oh, let's go to the press, man. This is a massive story. Wait a minute. So I'll, uh, let's talk about that for a minute as it relates to the precious metals. We saw during their last crisis, Big Short's a good documentary, what happened. The CDOs were worthless. A collateralized debt obligations are basically a type of insurance for the mortgage market, if you will, or, or a derivative of the mortgage market. They were collapsing. Banks were selling and dumping those off to other institutions while shorting them in another account. In other words, they were playing both sides of the trade and making money. Do you think that that possibly could be happening in gold and silver? Gee, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm going to show you data which proves that that's exactly what's going on here in just a moment. But that movie scene just depicts exactly what's going on in the markets. What you have are the people that run the derivatives complex. Remember our past videos the last two weeks when I told you the four major banks that run all these derivatives, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Citigroup, and JP Morgan, according to the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, not according to me, according to the government, which dominate the, of the 200 trillion derivatives in the US market, four banks. You think that they're doing that to CDOs, have done that in the past, but they're not doing it to gold and silver. How naive can anybody be? Yes, they're playing both sides of the trade, but guess what? I'm going to show you how they're doing it here in a moment. So don't worry. That data is coming up. Let's go back to the share. I got more for you. I got more. I'm not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. I am so energized today. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is something one of my employees sent to me, one of my favorite movie scenes from Jurassic Park. My, my son's a big dinosaur and Jurassic Park lover. And this is Samuel L. Jackson basically telling us what we need to do and what's coming up, especially in light of the protests I showed you in Sri Lanka and Panama, which by the way, are coming to the US. Interesting scene here, favorite scene from the original Jurassic Park. This is the financial system coming down. They're bringing the park down, all the controls and gates and everything. This is a- Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts, that's right. That's the reset in a nutshell in a Jurassic Park scene. Hold on to your butts, because when they reset this system, it's gonna be the dinosaurs eating the people the people are gonna be in trouble unless you have what, ladies and gentlemen, gold and silver. The biggest feedback I get right now is why in the hell are gold and silver not acting like gold and silver should and they're selling off? There's a reason, it's a liquidity crunch and gold and silver and the mining stocks always sell off at the beginning, but they're one of the first to recover. How do I know this? I just look at the data. It's, it's not conspiracy theory. It's not my opinion, it's in the damn data. These are facts and guess what I'm gonna show you. One of the favorite things you guys like me to do is go and look at gold and silver, the derivative market. Now, for those of you who haven't seen this on the channel or don't understand it, I'm at the CME Group, which basically runs all the derivative markets for commodities in the US, essentially. And I'm going to talk about gold and silver from their website. This is from the source. Now, you can see a spike in open interest. This is open interest contracts, not all of which have closed. Some have. We'll get over to settlements in a minute to show you that. See the spike lately in gold with gold going down the prices are determined by this trade not physical i'll show you that in a moment spike in volume and open interest what are the settlements gee i don't know if you look at the dominant august contract for gold it changed down 30 bucks for 
today's data, this is preliminary data for Thursday, July 14th, 259,000 volume of contracts settled at an average price of 1705.80 down 30 bucks. Okay, what did it do Wednesday? It was slightly up 10 bucks. What did it do Tuesday? It was down seven bucks. You know, three out of the last five days, it was trading down. That's why the prices come down because it's derivative based. How do I know that? The only way in which you can get physical is off of deliveries. Let's look at deliveries. So for, for Wednesday's data, they don't have Thursdays yet. You had 481 deliveries off of the back of 277,000 open interest. Divide those numbers, 481 deliveries over 277,000 open trading contracts. What percentage of that metal was delivered on the COMEX? This is not a physical market. 99% of it is paper dumping. Remember the big short. We're going to play this again. Let me get back to the beginning of it. I asked Bear Stearns to price our shorts. They tell me the CDOs still haven't moved. This is fucking insane. You realize that these people are crooks and they should be in prison. Look at the Tavex. You can see that the CDOs are worth zero. So you know what they're doing, huh? You know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're unloading they're them. They're selling their dog shit CDOs. Then they go to another bank and short the shit short they just Wait a minute. So they go to another bank and they short it. Oh, wait, wait short? What, what is shorting? Let's go back to settlements again. Oh, it's when you have 259,000 contracts bringing gold down 30 bucks. This is what he's talking about in the video on the CDO market they're doing in gold. Do you understand? The same game that was played in the 2008-2009 crisis, which nearly brought down the global banking system, is being played in gold and silver. And we know the four banks that dominated it from the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency Report and the CFTC COT report, the regulator of this market and the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency Report, which tracks it for the government, both show that it's JP Morgan, Citigroup, uh, Goldman Sachs, and Bank of America that are doing all of this. They hold the lion's share of the derivative positions. They're the ones doing it. It's facts. We know it, period, end of story. And oh my God, they're doing it in silver uptick. I don't know. Let's look at settlements. Gee, I don't know. It's down the dominant month for silver is September. Gold and silver each get about six dominant months a year. You can trade any month, but dominant where most of the trade is. So for gold, it's August. For silver, it's September. 79,000 contract volume down 96 cents. That is today's data. Wednesday's data slightly up. And okay, Wednesday's data for gold and silver are slightly up based upon the CPI number, but then it got smashed. You can see the uptick on Wednesday from the CPI number, and then you see Thursday, they just smashed it. What are they doing? Okay, let's go back again and listen to the video. What are they doing here in the gold market? Zero. So you know what they're doing, huh? You know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're unloading they're them. They're selling their dog shit CDOs. Then they go to another bank and short they're the shit they just Oh, you think that's going on in gold and silver? We just saw it in the numbers. The same thing they did with CDOs back in 2008, 2009, they've been doing to gold and silver. I proved it over and over. Uh, we had this cute little uh, tweet today, breaking silver is on sale. And Mike, who is one of our channel moderators and contributor, uh, has built up his Twitter in tracking sales. Retail sales are up. Look at today's data. Retail sales at Atmex, one of the biggest dealers in the US is up, of gold and silver. People are buying, okay? And guess what? It's not just retail because you look at the silver stocks on COMEX and they're coming down. Why? People are taking it out and they're taking it off. The silver is coming off of COMEX. This is the data at Nick Laird's uh, gold charts are us. And guess what? That was silver. This is gold. Guess what? It's coming off. It's coming off. They're taking delivery. It's coming off. 
And if you're not convinced on that, you can get the COMEX data here, but you can also get it for all the ETFs that are in the London market. So think about COMEX being stored in the US, okay? And most of these ETFs, not all, but most of them, the majority of this is stored in London. So now we're getting a, a view on this chart at Nick Laird's site about what's going on both in the US market and the London market. We have 36 million ounces in the last four weeks coming off, not only the COMEX, but the ETFs in gold and silver. And in gold, you have almost 4 million ounces the last four weeks. They're taking delivery while they short the hell out of the market in the derivatives. How does this work again? I don't know. Let's go back to this movie one more time and I'm going to paint the picture for you. Look at the Tavix. You can see that the CDOs are worth zero. So you know what they're doing, huh? You know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're unloading they're them. They're selling the dog shit CDOs. Then they go to another bank and short the shit short they just fucking there. sold. Let's, oh, let's go to the press, man. This is a massive story. This is a massive story. And what did we just talk about earlier this week? JP Morgan getting sued again for what? Manipulating precious metals. Do you get the game now? Have I proven it to you? Have I showed you how it worked? So all of you that are worried about gold and silver, it's derivative selling. It sure as hell is not physical deliveries because retail, the COMEX, and in London, they're losing the physical because people are taking delivery. The smart money's got their gold and silver. They know it's on sale. They're smashing it via derivatives and they're taking it. Why? Because gold and silver will be the only place that you can go when the stuff hits the fan in the world economy. And I showed you how it's hitting the fan. And your government leaders are not going to save you. The central bank is in denial. They made their money off of their stock trades before they tightened. They made their money because they know the shit that's coming down the pike. The guys that are at the top of the central banks and the political spectrum are getting rich ahead of the collapse. They know the collapse is coming. The banks are shorting the crap out of the derivative markets. I've showed you both the OCC report and uh, the data from the CFTC, two different government agencies documenting those four banks. And they're playing both sides of the trade and making money. And right now, unless you're buying gold and silver as an individual, you could be totally screwed. You could be in serious trouble. And I keep pointing this out to people. Do not get upset when gold and silver go down in this for two reasons. One, it's on sale and we know why. And it's not physical. It's derivative. I've proven the physical is flying off the shelves, retail and industrial. The smart money is taking it. Don't be fooled by the spot price that 99.9% .9 of that trade on a daily basis is worthless paper that has nothing to do with physical delivery. I showed you the market data. It's irrefutable, irrefutable, okay? So do not believe that the elites that are taking this gold and silver off the market and the smart money don't understand what's coming and don't know that everything else is collapsing and that gold and silver will go back up. They're just taking it cheap off on purpose, playing both sides of the market. That's what's going on. What are you going to do? I know what I'm doing. I'm not your financial advisor. Do what you got to do. It's so clear right now to me that if you just look at the data, stop responding to the FUD about the gold and silver market. It's derivative pricing. That's all going to break. Basil has seen to that. It's happened throughout history, when we have economic collapses like this, we know it's going to happen. We know that story. As I promised, last thing, guys, and thank you guys for sticking with me. We've been in here for about 35, 36 minutes. Appreciate everybody joining the program. Last thing, I have a personal story. So those of you that follow me on Twitter know that I got robbed. So those of you that know, basically, 
got a divorce last year, moved out into an apartment um, in a class A apartment, really nice apartment in like the second safest city in the in North Texas uh, by crime stats. I moved from the first safest to the second safest, right? Uh, because in the first safest, they don't have apartments. It's all people with homes. So I came to the next safest place I could while staying near my family. I'm in this apartment. It's a class A. For those of you in commercial real estate, know class A is top of line. Top of line apartment, pay a little bit of premium, want a good safety. Have a storage unit right down the hall from me. Stay the art electronic locks. Got hacked. I knew it got hacked because I'm a security guy and I don't leave it open. Apartment complex tried to blame it on me. I said, no, it's not me. Well, I wandered on down the hall and two doors down from me, they had a padlock on another person's storage with a sign that said, and I'll put this up on Twitter when I get it off my phone, but put up a sign that said, smile, you're on camera and had a padlock. So they physically locked it because the electronic lock didn't work. So I went back to my apartment office and said, uh, you didn't tell me somebody else got robbed. And then they owned up to it, but they said, we can't give you details. It's under investigation. And guess what? They called in the local police. They've called their management and they've called the company that runs these door locks and they're having them come out to do an audit. You don't do that unless someone hacked you. And guess what? Not only did they hack it, okay? And I know that this is possible because I have a master's in cybersecurity. I've been in this field for a very long time. I know how these systems are susceptible. Not only did they hack it, but they erased the locks because these locks on the doors have within them a log of whoever's going in and out with their key fob. And there was no log of anybody going in, but there was no damage to the lock. So I know that they have the software which allows them to erase logs, meaning they could go to any storage unit in this apartment complex or any apartment that uses the same locks and walk right in and there's no record of it anywhere. And I know this is possible because I've been to Black Hat and DEF CON. I've been in security for a long time. Any lock can be hacked, including the electronic ones. So I've got my stuff out of storage. I'm making preparations to secure my individual apartment. In the meantime, I'm fighting with management because they're denying it. Remember how the Fed and the president are denying issues in the economy? The apartment does not want to recognize that their security has been compromised. And here's the security at my place. There is no exterior fences. We have electronic locks on outside doors. We have air-conditioned hallways, and then we have apartment doors. All the electronic locks in the same complex, including to the apartment office with all of our data on their computers, the common areas, storage units, and apartments, and even the maintenance areas where they store their maintenance gear, all of that runs on the same system. And once you compromise one, you've compromised the entire complex. They have zero security because they have no security cameras and no outside gates. I went ballistic on them today in a nice way. I didn't cuss, but I called them out on it and said, guess what? I have a master's in cyber and I know how this works. Your entire apartment complex has been compromised. My entire apartment complex is compromised. What is the bigger concern here? I live in the second safest city in Texas. We just got hit and I'm in a fairly affluent area. Okay. Not the nicest area, but a pretty damn nice one. Crime is going up. If you think you're safe where you are, you're not safe. Financially, you can do the gold, silver, or whatever else the preparations you want to make. But now's the time to start thinking about those videos I showed you of Sri Lanka and Panama. And what are you going to do for your physical security? I got hit early. Learn from me. Do not, under any circumstances, underestimate what's coming to your front door. When this system goes down, it's going to be like what was in Panama and Sri Lanka on your street in your city. And you may want to make arrangements to secure your person and the safety of your family. And I'm not saying this lightly.
Don't screw around with this. Secure yourself. Trust me on this. My security has been violated. I had to spend two days moving stuff out and making other preparations. It affected my business. It affected my personal life. It affects the safety of my family. Um, I, I'm The only good thing that came out of this is I'm making that change in my mind right now. And again, I've been thinking about security for a long time. I just didn't think it would come to my doorstep this quickly. I was wrong. I was wrong, wrong. It's coming and it's coming right now. And the leaders of your country and the news are not going to tell you. You're going to get screwed and then they're going to get rid of all responsibility, just like my apartment complex. And you're on your own. And when it comes to keepsakes, any insurance you have, which I have, are not going to replace that. I lost stuff that my dad had in the Navy in World War II that is gone forever. Why in the hell they would take that versus other valuables in my, in my storage unit, I don't know. But I can't get it back. Those are memories of my dad who has died and memories from World War II in keepsakes that have tremendous personal value that are gone forever. Gone forever. Think about that. Think about what I showed you today, the protests. Think about inflation eating salaries. Think about the leaders lying to you and getting out of the system that I've talked about the last couple of weeks. Think about the lies going on in the gold and silver market with the derivatives and how they're taking it off because they don't want you to access it and they don't want you to have it. I don't know how to explain this other than to say, read the tea leaves and look at what's going on and protect yourself. And don't get so freaked out about the derivative price and gold and silver, it means nothing. It's a buying opportunity in my opinion. Same thing with the miners. We'll talk about the miners next week. We're gonna talk about them in detail. The miners are sitting so cheap right now that it has to nearly be the end of the capitulation stage. And I think what we're seeing in the miners and what we're seeing in the derivatives and gold and silver means we're about to have the pop into the next bull cycle because I don't know how much lower it can go. If silver goes any much lower, they're going to have to shut down mines because they're not going to be able to mine it. Okay. That's how low silver is. Gold still has plenty of room to go to the downside. Silver does not. But I think with what's going on in the world, it's going to be pretty damn apparent. The gold and silver are your only refuge. And that's specifically why I put this title out today. Gold and silver are your only financial refuge in a quickly collapsing world economy. And you need to also start looking at your physical security and other aspects of security beyond financial. Trust me, <laughs> live through me, live vicariously and understand my situation and, and don't make the same mistake that I made in being overconfident and look at your situation and do what you got to do financially, physically, spiritually, and otherwise. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining the program. I don't see any other super chats. I'm going to scan real quick to see if we have any questions um, or comments that, that make sense, that stick out to me. Da, 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 da. Ralph Steiner says, will Flint, Michigan be safe? <laughs> I'm going to assume that's rhetorical. I'm not going to answer it. Oh, good question. Um, Oh, Zilla Zilla has a good comment about ring the doorbells. That's the product you put on your front door that goes through their internet connection. And you can on your phone monitor who's at your front door. And this also goes for interior cameras, by the way. But Zilla Zilla says ring the doorbells are getting sued for selling the videos to police. I don't have a confirming story for that. But if you guys are interested, go look that up. I, I, I can't corroborate that. But it's interesting and true. Thank you, Zilla Zilla, for putting that. Peter Frohan asked, do you have renter's insurance? Yes, I do. 
like I said, it's not going to take care of the keepsakes. It may make me whole from some of the other stuff. I'm, I'm going to go talk about that tomorrow uh, with my insurance company. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the well wishes, everybody supporting me and the fact that I got robbed. Thank you so much uh, for being such a kind and gracious audience. I will say, and I've said this a bazillion times, you guys are the best audience in YouTube land. We don't do bullshit here. Um, and, and so I don't purposely mislead you or talk about things just to get ratings. I talk about the real here. And I think you guys have responded to that and you're a real audience and you're real people. And I, I do appreciate it. I love you guys so much. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for joining Cowboy Mail's live stream. This is a special one. Uh, next week, we resume normal programming. And by that, I mean, I'm going to have a very special roundtable for you guys next week. You guys are going to love it. Three of your favorite guys that you'll love will be on the channel next week. I'm also reaching out to other luminaries in the gold and silver space to come on the channel in addition to all my data. So not only do you get my data, my research, you get other people's opinions. Uh, that way you're seeing you know, more than just me on the channel. I know that's important. And I know you guys appreciate me, but I want to make sure you guys get served by coming to the channel every time. I think that's going to uh, get, I think that's going to about do it. Thank you, Kenneth Martin, for the comment. Thanks, Rob. I'm prepared more than you know. Bless you, Kenneth, and bless your family for you doing that. What you do now is going to benefit not only you, but your friends and family in the future. And bless you for doing that. Thank you, everybody. We're going to end it this time. Uh, this has been Cowboy Metal Livestream, July 14th, 2022, special edition. Talking about inflation, talking about what's coming near you, clearing up the lies that the government and the Fed will tell you and clearing up the lies in the gold and silver space. Because why? Because other people aren't going to do it. I'll do it. I No bullshit. I will tell you the truth. That's my promise. My whole channel is about no BS. All right. The poll, 174 votes. Do you believe gold and silver would do well in coming collapse? 83% yes, 17% no. Thank you, everybody, for voting. I'm going to end the poll and post the results there. Thank you for coming to the program. we got more programming coming up. Don't worry. I ain't stopping. I'm energized. I'm doubling down on everything that we do here. Come to the program. I promise you it will be worth your while. Thank you for the 302, 303 people that are enjoying this program right now. Until next time, this is Rob Keats, Gold, Silver Pros. Broadcasting from the great state of Texas, taking no bullshit and bringing you the truth, because that's what we do.